10, 10 9, 9 8, 8, 8, 8, 7, 8, 7, 7, 6, 5, 5, 5 4, 4, 3, 3 2, 2, 1, 1. Let's go! Now it's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show. Mix 94.1. Good morning. Welcome to the pre-show. It is Thursday, February 4, uh, 17th at 5.30. Thank you guys so much. For joining us. We love hearing from you. If you guys ever want to check into the show, it could be now, it could be later. Just just want to say hi. You can call us, uh, text us at 702-364-9400. Uh, we're getting some check-ins this morning, which we love to see. Thank you, uh, Wayne, for checking in. Raul, Carl, Rick, Diane, and Sarah, Lisa, Lisa, Sandel, Jan, Zach, Rudy, Brian S., Cujo, Lance, Buckeye, Bob, school bus drivers uh, listening. Uh, uh, this morning, and if you also want to tweet us, we are on Twitter. We're on all social media. At Mercedes in the AM, we have Mike checking in this morning. So is Don, Bobby, uh, Martin is checking in, Kelly. So thank you guys for that. Good morning. Good morning to you. We got a three day weekend around the corner. Do you guys have any plans coming up for this weekend? Um, you know, I uh, I'm trying to think ahead. I let me think. Uh, I don't. Let's get think past so. Thursday. <laughs> Let's like, get past today what, first, right? What, what, there are too many questions <laughs> yeah. too fast. What's going Whoa. on? Um, you know, we are getting together with our, our friends. I know that because um, they are moving. Our best friends are moving out of the state, and we are really sad. So we're doing um, our last hurrah. Oh, our, this is the one? La- yes. Oh, this no. is it. And so I'm really sad. My friends my friends are gone. And so, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm. Uh, we all promised we would not cry. We would not get emotional. But they're our best friends. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. But right. I'm excited for them. They have a really cool adventure coming up. And it's going to be really good for them. You talked about it when uh, they, they, a couple weeks ago that they're leaving town and everything. Are they going somewhere that it's like if you want to visit them, it's a it's a drivable visit? Are they selling their house? Or is this a move that they're all in? Like we're out of we're out of here. Thank you, Las Vegas. We appreciate it, but we're moving on to the next chapter of our life. Yeah, they literally like sold their house in a day. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just like went like that. They um, yeah, they're moving to another state. It's definitely drivable. I not a drive I would want to make. Mm-hmm. I would rather fly. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely keep in touch. I, I, we already have plans like to get together oh, after good. they leave. Like they're coming back here. We're going to a concert together. We're trying to look at the schedule so we could go out there and visit them. So yeah, that's definitely going to happen. But yeah, it's still like, oh, they're, you know, if I just need to call them for something, they're not right around the corner. It's a little different, but it's, it's really cool for them. I'm super excited. Yeah. So. We can hear that too in your voice talking about it. It sounds like a great, I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a great opportunity for them. And yeah, you're a phone call, a FaceTime away or something, but still just having that you know we've all got that one friend or that one couple that we're just you know you're super, super close to and they're there for you if you need something and just you're that that friend is leaving town so sorry about it, that no thank you uh it's funny because uh my daughter was talking about it the other night because there are you know on when you fill out forms for things who's your emergency contact yeah. mm-hmm. there are emergency contacts so my daughter goes the other night Who's going to be our emergency contacts now? And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. This, like, this is terrifying. I don't know who should, we should put as the emergency contact. So we're all debating, like, what about this person? What about this person? I'm like, oh, it's just not the same. Just not the same. <laughs> and I feel like you have to ask permission for that, too. Like, like if I were to put you for emergency contact on something, I wouldn't just put you down. And and then you all of a sudden get some random call, like, hello. You know, you. I feel like you have to build that trust and you have to have that conversation like hey are you comfortable being the emergency contact on something to just find out like you know the hospital's calling when there's an actual emergency yeah like what is happening i have some friends that put me down as an emergency contact for for their kids 
And we were all on the list, but we moved up in the list because his brother moved out of town. He was like the go-to. So we're like second on the list for emergency contests. God forbid something happens or the kids need something. We're second on the list. And it was such an honor when they reached out like, hey, would you mind? I'm like, absolutely. And, and you don't want anything to happen. Back of my mind's like, what if I'll ever get a call and I can step in action and do something to help them out? But it's an honor when someone asks you to be put down as the emergency contact. Yeah, and, and and you as a parent you only want someone that you completely trust that you know would be there for you at the drop of a hat. So like that they've always been those friends to us. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, "Oh, man. <laughs> I, I we, don't, we don't know anybody like that super close." So that the kids, you know, are really super close mm-hmm. with. So, hey, we'll see. We'll figure it out. But anyway, how, what about you? What what's going on for you this weekend? Um this weekend, so Laura heads out of town on Monday. If that I mentioned this yesterday, she's going out of town for like two weeks so this weekend i'll just be getting ready for that trip uh, i'm going to do dinner on friday night uh have some lunch with a buddy on saturday and just kind of getting things situated for her heading out of town her car um gosh over christmas time someone backed into her car at whole foods and we're finally getting it repaired friday tomorrow so that was kind of my day yesterday getting the rental car for her while we get the car fixed so i think hopefully that'll be wrapped up friday but if not i'll be putting the finishing touches on that on saturday yeah it's uh sometimes the chores are those are the uh those are the plants yeah it's a chore weekend yeah, yeah. getting caught up so i can be refreshed when we start the following weekend but i'm looking forward to a nice three-day weekend which will be nice yeah that will be nice i keep forgetting it is i some we were meeting about something and i was like yeah on monday blah blah, blah and stuff's like we have monday off i was like oh that's right. Okay. <laughs> I got to get in that mindset. Bonus. So, all right. Well, let's start the show. It is time for the pre-show. You pick them. You guys get to pick the very first song of the show. Do you want to hear? We don't talk about Bruno by the Encanto cast. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Do you want to hear Back at One by Brian McKnight? Or do you want to hear Halfway Gone by Lifehouse? Those are your choices. Get your votes in now. It's easy to vote. You can tweet us your vote at Mercedes in the AM. You can vote on our Facebook page, Mercedes in the Morning, or text or call us, 702-364-9400. We're going to count your votes now to reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. There's going to be a lot more Yellowstone on the horizon. The fifth season will have 14 episodes, which will air in two installments. The first beginning this summer. The first season uh, the first season of the, the Yellowstone prequel, by the way, 1883, that's wrapping up this month. And then we're getting another spinoff series called 1932. Huh? 1932 will follow John Dutton Sr., the father of Kevin Costner's character on Yellowstone. It, now, okay, now we're getting out of control. Let's go. 1968. <laughs> How do you keep up? No, 1984. Oh, the Duttons in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, then after that, it's Beth, the high school years. We're getting that. Yeah, I don't know about this. And, I love the show, but <laughs> this is too much. Uh, by the way, Tyler Sheridan is the man behind these shows, and he has another one coming this summer outside of the Yellowstone universe called 
Tulsa King. And I thought of you, Mercedes. It stars your favorite, Sylvester Stallone, as an aging East Coast mobster who was recently released from prison. I love Sylvester Stallone. I have a shirt with him on it, and I get emails from the Sly Stallone store. So, yes, this is true. I wonder if we'll get a crossover where he appears on an episode of Yellowstone, oh, like just passing great. through and meets John Dutton. Hey, yo. John Dutton. Hey. <laughs> John Dutton's always like a gravelly voice and angry. Oh, I know. Like, clear your throat. Come on. <laughs> get the guy a cough drop or something. I think we kind of knew this, but Adele is the reason that Keith Urban added five more shows to his Vegas residency. So Keith told People TV about the what they're calling desperate call that he got after she canceled. He said, we got a very panicked call one night asking if we could fill in a bunch of shows and it worked out perfect. We're able to do it. They start Their show starts March 25th, by the way. And if you missed it, Adele said in an interview last week that the residency, her residency is 100% happening this year. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Still haven't heard anything, but yes, she promises, so okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. But what is happening is, is the 2022 Billboard Music Awards. They're set to air live on NBC coming back to Las Vegas. They'll be at the MGM Grand. That's happening on May 15th. Hosts and performers have not been announced, but they just announced yesterday that the Billboard Music Awards are coming back to Las Vegas. And that's always been a Vegas staple. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, that's a fun one, too. Let's talk about this here. Warner Brothers is bringing back the Roadrunner and Wild E. Coyote. And they're teaming those two up with John Cena in a movie called Coyote vs. Acme. It's kind of a hybrid animated live action movie. And the coyote actually sues the Acme company because their products keep maiming him when he tries to use them to catch the Roadrunner. Which is so true. Those products were always faulty when the guy was using them. Yeah, they did not have good quality control there. It was really bad. And then he's defended by a down-on-his-luck attorney who soon realizes that his boss at his former law firm is representing Acme. And then John Cena will play the former boss. Cartoons back in the day promoted such violence. They did. And we didn't even, like, take blink at it. No, there was <laughs> nothing when he's dropping anvils on the on the, uh, on the the Roadrunner's head. Yeah, or I remember Tom and Jerry. Tom was, like, trying to cook Jerry. Then they'd be friends the next day. Like, I just didn't understand that. Yeah, wasn't it always a trip when you got the Tom and Jerry are friends episode? Yeah. I, I didn't understand them. Like, you guys don't like each other. You're always trying to kill them and catch them. But, oh, it's a buddy-buddy episode. I, I don't know if they were trying to mess with us or what, but yeah, that was weird. Trick. Last one here. Sharon Stone was paid $500,000 for Basic Instinct. Seems like a lot of money. Michael Douglas made $14 million for Basic Instinct. Mm. A little pay difference there. Yeah, that's ah, that's annoying. So Sharon Stone had it in her contract that she got to keep her wardrobe. You'll give you $500,000 for this movie, and you get to keep the clothes. So that, that also included, though, that white outfit that she wore in the infamous interrogation scene where she shows her private area. But this is kind of the trippy part. She kept that dress sealed since filming wrapped 30 years ago. She says, quote, it was zipped up in a garment bag on the set and it has never been opened since. In fact, the zipper broke, so she can't even open it up. So that dress, since she walked off the set, she's had it, but it's been sealed in the same plastic bag ever since. It could be worth some money. You might be making up for some of that pay discrepancy there. Yeah, I don't know if we get her $13 million, but yeah, I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like the woman is due. We'll have more dirt coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. It's Mix 94.1. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1570. And now, here's your hosts, Mercedes and JC. Good morning and welcome to the show. It is 6 o'clock. It is Thursday, February 17th, almost to the weekend. And how are you? How was your day yesterday? It was good. So, uh, it looks like we might be talking to one of the cast members from Encanto. 
Adessa is her name, and she plays Dolores in the movie. And uh, you brought this up earlier in the week, and I'm saying to myself, I haven't seen this movie. It's like one of the biggest movies of the past year. The soundtrack's number one. We played the Bruno song last hour, which is the number one song in the country. So on Tuesday night, I started to watch it. And I got maybe 10 minutes into the movie. I started getting sleepy. I'm like, eh, this is cute. I'll come back to it on Wednesday. So I got home from the show yesterday. And I'm like, oh, let me start watching again. I know it's going to take me bits and pieces to finish this thing. I got home yesterday after the show, watched 10 minutes before I had to head out and do some errands and stuff. And I watched 10 minutes. I'm like, I am hooked. I couldn't wait to get home last night and finish the movie. So that was my day was watching Encanto. And that is such a great, great, cute film. Isn't it amazing? I love that movie. It's so good. And I know people are kind of like hit or miss on on the Bruno song. But I just it's so catchy. And yeah, Adasa is so talented. She plays Dolores, like you said. And. I, I if all goes as planned, we might have her on the show tomorrow. So we're just keeping our fingers crossed on that one. It should be really cool. But yeah, such a good movie. When the Bruno song came on, because that's the only part of that song I know is a little snippet we've always played on the show talking about it being the number one song. You know, you don't talk about Bruno, that little snippet. That's the only part I know. So when the full song came on during the movie, I got so excited. I'm like, oh, here it is. Here's the whole song. And yeah. it's, it's, it's cute. If you've seen the movie, you, 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 you recognize the song. If you haven't seen the movie and you hear the song, you're like, what is this? But it is such a great flick and uh, I, I recommend it. I haven't sat there. I haven't watched a Disney movie like that. I can't tell you the last time I did that. And I was just, I was all in on, on, on Kanto last night. That was my night. That's great. I'm glad you uh, sat down and watched it. I, uh, I love love that movie it's so so cute just i love the message it sends yes. it's a good one yeah, yeah. and uh, i did i did uh when i went to finish it it was about 7 30 i remember the hockey game was on so i probably watched about five minutes of the hockey game i'm like i gotta go back to that Encanto. how was your night last night it was good it was uh it was kind of a busy day for me yesterday i left the i left the radio station and i went uh i went had a meeting which turned into like the best time uh, I'm, I'm gonna move doctors and uh we were i was just there and talking to them i don't know you've heard of like concierge medicine before where mm-hmm. you like have unlimited access to doctors so I, I went to this place and we were i was just talking with the doctors and it was just supposed to be like a quick thing but i was there for two hours and they were just like the nicest people so i did that um and then went home uh, just kind of worked out, did a little work, and then I went out to dinner last night with some of our coworkers. Um, again, it was two nights in a row. I'm like, what is happening to me? So we went out to dinner last night. We had a really nice time. Got home at like nine o'clock, um, just in time to just kind of relax. We watched, uh, my husband and I watched. I can't even remember. I was tired. I was just like, what is this? Okay, fine. And I just passed out. But it was a really good day yesterday. Kind of busy, but good. You said doctors. So does this place have multiple different doctors that you bounce around from? Or how does it work? No, you. I mean, you just have one, but the the two doctors own it. Mm. And so I was just talking to both of them. And yeah, it was really cool. Like my whole family's transferring to them. I was just like, so I loved what they were doing there. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was funny. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been here for two hours. I should probably go. <laughs> Time to leave. <laughs> like, yeah, and tell that patient in the in the lobby who's with next. Sorry about the delay. Well, actually, that's the thing. Like, they schedule when you do medicine like that. You don't have like a, a bunch of patients in the waiting room, so there was no patients that's there. Awesome. It was just me alone, which was so nice. Let's talk about today's show. Thursday, there's tickets for you to go see Kevin Hart. He's going to be at the Chelsea inside the Cosmopolitan. He's going to be here two nights in July, the second and the third. We have your tickets coming up in about 15 minutes. Those are yours when you win your early edition of Heads Up. And we also have What's Trending. What do you got for us? Brittany says she's finally being heard. The end of love for one celebrity couple and a new way to get your coffee and donut all in one. That's coming up next in What's Trending. 
That song just turned 23 years old. It's lit. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning and those tickets for Kevin Hart. We have them for you in just about five minutes. Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending Woo! on Mix 94.1? Britney Spears is trending this morning. She's been invited to share her conservatorship story and journey to justice with Congress. She took to Instagram yesterday to share a letter that was inviting her and her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, to the White House. It said, we wanted to personally invite you and your counsel to meet with us in Congress at a mutually convenient time to describe in your own words how you achieved justice. There's no doubt that your story will empower countless others outside the millions that are already inspired by you and your art. Please know that you have absolutely no obligation to do anything more but fight for yourself. But if you are willing, we would appreciate learning more about the emotional and financial turmoil you faced with the conservatorship system, she um, she really showed a lot of gratitude for that. After getting the letter, she said, I'm grateful that my story was even acknowledged because of the letter. I felt heard and like I mattered for the first time in my life. No word on whether or not she's going to take them up on their offer, if she's going to go. But it was nice that she that she's finally realizing that people are listening after so many years of just being silenced. And her voice matters, too. It does sound like a movie, though. Brittany goes to Washington, D.C. Well, I, I, I think she's got a lot to teach them about mm-hmm. the conservatorship system. That's for sure. Um, also trending this morning is Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. The couple has called off their engagement After less than two years together, sources say that they weren't spending much time together because Aaron just put football first and Shailene felt neglected. The two met back in 2020 during the pandemic and uh, kept the engagement secret for a while. The rumors of their split started when he won the NFL MVP award and he did not mention her at all in oh, his that's, speech. So people are like, hmm. Sometimes you forget names. Yeah. And, and that's happened in Hollywood too, but there's always the quick next day apology or something. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I named everyone except my beautiful fiance. He didn't do any of that. So mm. Yeah, interesting. And then finally this morning, this is kind of cool hostess boost is trending this morning so donuts are definitely a go-to breakfast for a lot of people but how about getting a boost from it hostess has expanded its signature donut lineup with the introduction of new caffeinated hostess boost jumbo donuts there there's two flavors uh, chocolate mocha and caramel macchiato. They're three times the size of those original Hostess donuts, the mini donuts, you know, and they're caffeinated with coffee bean extract and are lightly glazed. So each donut has 50 to 70 milligrams of caffeine in them, which is slightly less than a single cup of coffee. The Hostess Boost Jumbo Donuts are rolling out this month at convenience stores nationwide. I think that's close to the amount of caffeine in a Red Bull. I think Red Bull's 80 milligrams of caffeine. So that's a good punch in there. Can you imagine if you get like a coffee and one of these donuts, you've got like a real good extra boost. Already imagining. Try it Tuesday next week. I know. Can we can we find these? Where do we get these? And that's what's trending. We want caller 20 right now. Pick up your phone. Give us a call. 702-364-9400. Your caller 20. You get to play heads up for a fun prize today. And we are giving away a pair of tickets to see Kevin Hart. He's going to be at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan this summer. These tickets are for the July 3rd show. And if you want to go, just be caller 20 right now. Pick your category. Pick your partner. Get 6 and 60 seconds. And you'll win. Easy as that. Caller 20 plays 702-364-9400. 
It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix Nutty 4.1. Victoria, you're caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. We have two categories for you to choose from. Do you want to go with Scientist or My Favorite Station? Oh, my gosh. Um, scientist. Scientist, it is. Okay. Um, the National Periodic Table Day was last Monday. So these are all things that are related to science. Now, who do you want to pick as your partner this morning? Uh, Mercedes. Okay. Victoria, you've got 60 seconds on the clock. You get six correct. You're going to get those tickets to go see Kevin Hart. Yes, start now. You look at these, uh, look at small things under one of these. Uh, um, magnifying glass? No. Microscope? Yes, microscope. Um, you would put these on your um, eyes if you're going to do an experiment to protect Goggles? your... Yes. This is... Um, you might put these on your refrigerator to hang your artwork. Magnet? Yep. This is... Um, you might launch one of these up into the air. It's a... A rocket? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is um, all the bones together create the... A skeleton? Yes. This is what uh, a scientist would wear in, 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 in to work. Uh, one of these, they're white. Uh, coat? Uh, what, what, kind? Or... what kind of coat? Uh, they work in a... Yeah. Okay. Um, this is the whole world um, in front of you, and you can spin it to find places. A globe. Yes! <laughs> Yay! You got it! Congratulations, Victoria! Victoria, winner, winner, and you just got yourself tickets to go see Kevin Hart at the Chelsea inside the Cosmopolitan. So congratulations on those tickets. Now, we'll do heads up again in the 8 o'clock hour. And when you win at 8.25, you're going to get tickets to go see Billy Joel. Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. It is 6.37. And if you guys ever want to be a part of the show, it's easy. Just call us or text us. Our number is 702-364-9400. I saw there was a thread on Reddit. You know I love 80s music. And there was a thread on Reddit that asked the question is, the question was, what's the most 1980s sounding song? And they had some great songs up there like, aha. Hear the song, it takes you back to the 80s or Flock of Seagulls. They're all just 80s hits. You hear me go back to the 80s. But I was thinking, what songs, what songs out there are the most 2000s sounding songs? Songs that you hear instantly take you back to like the early 2000s or maybe 2000 to 2010. Because for me, there's 80 songs, boom, 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 right back in that time frame. What are the songs that bring you back 20 years ago, 15 years ago? There's there's two songs for me that when you ask that I just instantly boom my my head went there that I just think of 2000s right off the bat. The first one is Hollow Back Girl by Gwen Stefani. Oh yes. That song just makes me think of the 2000s cuz I remember when that came out and I was like Oh my gosh, I love this song. Hollow Back Girl. <laughs> I was so into it. To me, it sounds so 2000s. And what do you guys think? 702-364-9400, the most 2000s sounding song. The other one, and we play it. And when it comes on, I instantly get taken back to, I don't know, what, 2003, 2004. It's Hey Ya by Outkast. I immediately think of the 2000s whenever we play Hey Ya. It's just like, oh my gosh. I just remember thinking, this is the greatest song I've ever heard. I love this song so much. Shake it, shake it like a Polaroid like picture. Like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> 
Those are good ones. Yeah, any things you're talking about, my mindset is going back to that time frame. And here's a, here's a song. There's a couple um, that jump out. Is one Hoobastank. And then for me, when the Killers really broke on the scene, I was I was in Washington D.C. I wasn't even here, but Mr. Brightside. Remember being in D.C., like hearing the Killers for the first time, like who are these guys? And so like they're from Las Vegas. I'm like what? This is amazing. Yeah, this is this one is definitely a 2000 song, and I just it was like that video. And they, they made it big overseas first, and so then they came here. It was just crazy to me that they were big overseas before they were big here. So, that, yeah, that's a good one, too. What do you guys think? 702-364-9400, the song that sounds the most 2000s for you. Uh, let's talk to Ken. Ken, your song, it's so funny because I, I did think of this one, too. You and I are on the same wavelength. What is your song? Steal My Sunshine. Len. I know it's yes. What year was this song? It was late 90s. Okay, because uh, that's why I was kind of confused. Yeah, it did cross over. I, I think remember. it was like, was it 2000? Well, I remember, yeah, I think it came out in 99, but I do remember summer of 2000 being out at like a Huntington Beach and this song like coming on. Like, yeah. It, it made its way into the 2000s. Yeah, sure For did. sure. That was a great one. Thank you so much, Ken. Uh, let's talk to our buddy, Corey. Hey, Corey, good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. How you doing? Good. What do you think? The most 2000-sounding song? Well, for me, it's uh, Push, Matchbox 20. Let's take a listen. Any Matchbox 20, really. But was Push off their first one? Is Push more late 90s? Uh, Push, it. oh my gosh, it's 1996. Yeah, that was was off their first album. But Matchbox 20 did have an album that came out in the early 2000s. And of course, I'm blanking on the song. That one had, like, If You're Gone on it, um, Unwell. But still, like, they were, like, they crossed. Oh yeah, they were crossover. That's a great one. Thank you so much, Corey. Shelby, what is the song that sounds the most 2000s to you? The song Blue by, I think it's Eiffel 56 or something like that. The Blue da bo dee da bo Now, another one that I think was late 90s that kind of crossed over uh-huh. into the 2000s. Yeah, like when, when the song's a hit, it usually kind of sticks around for a while. But yeah, that's what, a good one. What about these songs here? Yes. Oh my gosh. White Seven stretch. Nation Army? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then we just spoke to her a couple weeks ago. You know, the other song, too, Misery Business by Paramore. That yes. song just screams <laughs> 2000s to me. And the, basically the whole lineup for the one you when we were young festival that's coming to town. It, uh, that, I, mean, I just think of that immediately. You're talking about this song right here? Steph, you were a young child. What was the song for you? Forget Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Oh, 2003, my her In the Zone album. Mm. Gotta get in the zone. Remember that song? Oh, of course. Gotta get in the zone. <laughs> Take me oh, back 20 that, years. That's nuts. I know. That makes me like so sad that that was 20 years ago. <laughs> like, what?
What did, that was like only five years ago. What well, are you talking about? This hour we played uh, My Own Worst Enemy, and that song came out 23 years oh, ago. Oh, man. I thought it was 10 years ago. Well, <laughs> that is time. Up next is the Hot 3. What do you got for us? Okay, we are going to, where is my Hot 3? We're going to talk about some really fun and interesting things, <laughs> including, uh, oh, man, I hate this. Stall for me really quick. Here we, oh, no, here we go. Okay, Apple AirTags. A lot of people have been talking about them and how they're using being used in a, a bad way. We're going to talk about that. Also, some new high-tech headlights that prevent you from blinding other drivers. And what are the most overused work phrases? We're going to talk about all that coming up next in the Hot 3. This year in Bad Habits on Mix 94.1. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. We've mentioned this before, um, and it just seems to be coming more prevalent. Criminals have been using $30 Apple AirTags to get their hands on a tracking device that provides updates just as well as GPS as long as it's around a capable device. They use the devices to tag vehicles in public parking lots that they want to steal. And it's not just the vehicles that are being targeted. People are too. Criminals are also slipping air tags into people's bags. The benefit of the Apple AirTag to the criminal is to follow that person home. If it's a vehicle, they're going to track that vehicle to the person's home to make it easier to take the vehicle. Uh, Experts say if you are a target of an AirTag crime, Apple will likely let you know. A warning will pop up on your phone if your device and the AirTag move in the same direction over a period of time. If you do find an unknown AirTag, you should call police. And if you don't feel comfortable with your phone being used to help other AirTags, there is a way to disable the feature all together on your phone it's it's scary that this stuff you have to be aware 24 7 of your surroundings and i saw one of the latest things is now people are just straight up stealing gas from cars they're just puncturing holes in gas tanks and draining gas and stealing gas now yeah that's causing so much damage i saw that too it's crazy i i one time i my daughter we all have air tags on our stuff in my family and my daughter has them on her keys and i had to take her car to do something and so i just grabbed her keys and I started driving, and then I got this alert. It's like, there's an unknown air tag following you. And I was like, I started freaking out. And then I realized, oh, it's her air tag that, that's picking it up. But I got that I got that alert right away. So something something was following me. Your iPhone just pops up right there and just says, hey, yeah. there's something going on? Yeah, there that's was great. A, a thing that told me that. And at first I thought, oh, my gosh, someone put an air tag on her car. And then I realized, oh, no, wait, this is her air tag on her keys that's picking uh-huh. up on my phone. So well, At least you know it works. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also this morning, uh, speaking of high tech, being blinded by drivers who forget to turn their brights off could become less of an issue because the government just approved a new type of smart headlight that actually dims them for you. This is kind of cool. They're called adaptive driving lights, and the tech has been around for a while. A lot of cars in Europe already have them, but they just got approved in the U.S. this week. So they use the onboard cameras in your car to sense when there's someone coming from the other direction. But instead of just dimming your lights, they aim them away from the other drivers. You get to keep your brights on so you can still see everything. It just blocks out a single section and prevents them from shining in the other person's eyes. They can also detect pedestrians and people on bikes or aim your lights lower when someone's in front of you so you don't blind them in your rear view mirror. They'll be offered in luxury cars first. Some already have them, including a lot 
lot of Audis. They just weren't allowed to activate this technology until now. Audi currently charges an extra three grand for the top version, but more mainstream cars should start getting them as the tech becomes cheaper. My car has the the auto high beams. They're on high beams, but it's sensing it's, it's not moving directions. But if there's nothing in front of me, the high beams turn on. And as soon as a car comes by or picks up something, boom, they immediately turn off. But they're not adjusting. They're not turning down or turning right away from the person. They're just going back to low beam lights. But they might. You might have that technology on your car and it's just not been. It's not turned on. Yeah, who knows? I don't have tinted windows either. So anytime like a car comes up behind me and they have high beams on or a truck that's sitting up high, I feel it on the back of my head. I'm like, man, those are some bright lights shining on me right now. Oh, man. I made a, a truck driver so mad yesterday. I was leaving the radio station. And, um, I was going to get on the 215 to go like west off of buffalo and there's it's a double turn lane and then those two turn lanes turn into one lane to merge onto the 215 so um i was behind him and he was just going really really slow like really slow and i get it it's a huge like it was like the semi truck without the semi on the back just the 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 driving part Mm -hmm. and so i um i switched lanes after we turned and i passed him and he did not like that at all. He was really mad that I did that. So he got up on my butt and I looked in my rearview mirror and all I could see was the big grill of his car. I was like, oh my gosh. And so when we got on the 215, he sped past me so fast and gave me the dirtiest look. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just, you were going really slow. He showed you. He's in front of you oh, now. He was so mad at me. I felt bad, he, but he didn't, I was going to do that truck driver thing where you pull your arm down like. Let me hear your horn. Honk the horn to try to break the ice. I don't think he was in the mood. That's scary. Look in the rear view, and then he's right up on your that tail like that. That was all I saw. I couldn't see even the daylight. Like it was all that in in my rear view mirror. He was angry. Should have tapped your brakes. No, gosh, I, I would, he would have ran right <laughs> over me. Finally, this morning, no matter where you work, there are probably people who repeatedly use the same words and phrases. A new poll by Slack found that sixty three percent of people said. It was off-putting when coworkers used office jargon, but 89% admit that they use those same words to themselves to fit in and sound more professional. So the people in the poll said the most overused workplace phrases are ASAP, keep me in the loop, just checking in, team player, give it 110%, sorry for the delay, new normal, no worries, and touch base. I literally used like three of those yesterday. (laughs) I mean, oh my gosh, that's all I say in my emails. This is so embarrassing. Uh, Think outside the box, loop me in, back to square one, circle back in the classic. There's no I in team. We're also on the list. As for the style of work communications, 38% of people say they use emojis, 36% use abbreviations, and 33% use slang. Unfortunately, they didn't... A lot of people use all caps to show excitement, and uh, that always makes me so nervous when people do that. I'm just like, why are you yelling at me? That scares me. <laughs> you read it that way, too. So it's like, great. No, like, okay. Yeah, great. It is great. Wow. And then I write back, just great with a period. And they're like, why are you mad? <laughs> let's circle back to more Hot 3 coming up next yes, hour. Yes, let's do that. Keep us in the loop. <laughs> yes. And in the 7 o'clock hour, we do have the dirt with BTS. They're coming to the big screen again. Details around 7.15. Mix 94.1, it's Mercedes in the morning, 7.03 on Thursday. 
I told you that my our best friends they're moving uh, this weekend, and I'm so sad. They're they're leaving the state. We're gonna we're gonna miss them. We're kind of having like one last hurrah with them going out this weekend before they move. And they're like totally uprooting and leaving Vegas, and they're moving to another state. And it's like it's a career move, and that happens a lot. I mean, so many families will uproot their their lives and move somewhere different, all in the name of a great job, a great uh, job opportunity. Opportunity. Um, and I just saw this new study that says married couples are less likely to uproot their lives for their wife's career in favor of their husbands. So you're most you're more likely to uproot your life and move somewhere else for the the husband's job in a traditional male female marriage or as opposed to the female's job. So what what's the case if you've ever uprooted and gone somewhere else where would you who was it for was it for the husband the wife if you're in a same-sex marriage did you i mean what determined like where you would go who you would go for what have you ever uprooted your life for for one of the two of you and who was it for we uh for laura and i so yeah i guess we did do an uproot it was in 2005 so i moved to dc in 01 finally moved back in 2005 and she had just graduated college that spring and we moved in september of 05 but it was it was like a planned uprooting. Like she knew that uh, I still loved Las Vegas. And at that point she'd been out here multiple times and met my friends. And, and she, she was excited about the opportunity to move out here as well. But she had just, she had just graduated college. She'd started working at a radio group there in Washington, DC, not the radio station I was with, but a different radio group kind of just starting your career in sales. And then the opportunity came up to move back to Las Vegas. And I'm like, here's our chance to go. And she's like, let's do it. And she was able to transfer from that one company in D.C. to the company here in Las Vegas. She literally worked for them for not even two weeks, and then she came over and worked for us. But so I, I guess I did the uprooting. I did do the uprooting, but it was she knew about it. We, like we talked about it. Like the goal was to move to Las Vegas, and so she was she was in on it. But she did start her career for four or five months, and then she moved that career to Las Vegas. But it, in in the like in the big picture, it was for you that you uprooted. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So who who else? Like what was the situation with you? If you have ever ever uprooted, was it for the husband? Was it for the wife? Seven zero two three six four ninety four hundred. I've never uprooted. Um, I moved here uh just i mean i uprooted myself but not when i was married Mm -hmm. so i I came here and i was really young i had to get my parents permission to move here like it was it was it was a very long time ago and so um we've never really been faced with that situation but steph i know you have you've done it a couple times and for you and james it was a little bit different it was we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time and it was 2018 we lived in san diego and i got a job opportunity in hartford connecticut for a radio job there and we always discuss like if we wanted to spend our lives together and we wanted to go down this this path of marriage that wherever I go that he would come with me so I said okay I got my job in Connecticut let's go I didn't even ask him he's like you're not even gonna ask me I'm like I thought we talked about it (laughs) Um, so I got the job in Connecticut and then eight months later you guys called and I was like uh hey babe um so and this was when we got married we were already married in Connecticut at the time so we were already husband and wife and he goes 
we're going to move again. I was like, yeah, it's better opportunity. There's so much more opportunities in Las Vegas and we're closer to home. And that's what kind of got him. It's like, all right. And there's a Nike Las Vegas here. Too, so. <laughs> he like, you sold me on the Nike. Yeah. So he uprooted twice for me and I'm forever grateful for that. So if, for the wife in your situation, it's interesting. What was it for you? If you did uproot, was it for, who was it for? 702-364-9400. I wonder why it's in so many fewer cases, it is the female than it is the male. Is it just better opportunities for the husband um, in certain marriages? Like, what is it? Uh, we just got this text here at 702-364-9400. says, my parents moved from California to here twice because my dad could get a better job. So my mom could go to college. Second time, we ended up staying. This one said, move to Arizona, last ditch effort to save a marriage because he wanted to, not for a job. He is still there with his new wife. Ooh, oh, so the plan didn't work. Yeah, that kind of messed that, that's up. That's a lot of pressure. You're going to move to a different city to save the marriage. Let's put a lot of pressure on that move. For sure. Really quick, Gina, what was your situation? I was finishing my undergrad in Michigan, and Detroit was kind of thinking in 2006 there wasn't going to be any teaching jobs. So at the time, I was dating my future husband. He was a police officer in Michigan, so I left and found a job out here in Las Vegas to be a teacher, and he left his police department in Michigan and moved out to Las Vegas to be a police officer here, so he moved for me. Oh, that's nice. Uprooted for you. That's that's amazing. And it's great that you guys both found jobs here, too. Yeah, you know? that's a big plus. Yeah. Coming up here in the dirt, BT. BTS is coming to the big screen again. Details in about 10 minutes. It's Elton John and Dua Lipa. It's Cold Heart on Mix 94.1. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Pete Davidson returned to Instagram and things are about to get real interesting because one of his new followers is Kanye West. He just needs to stop. This is getting to be ridiculous. He is being like a stalker and a harasser, and I'm like so over it. It's almost like do you get the do you call the cops or get the authorities involved? Because in his latest tug of war with his ex Kim Kardashian, Kanye followed Pete's new account Wednesday night, and he didn't do it quietly either. He left a pretty ominous all caps comment followed, and then he posted a screenshot of that. But of course, he quickly deleted it. <laughs> This is just dumb. He's like blatantly harassing him. And then if we're like laughing at it, then we're just encouraging it. It's just so stupid. I'm so annoyed. Well, <laughs> let's move on to BTS then. BTS is coming to the big screen again. The K-pop group has announced a live concert broadcast. BTS, permission to dance on stage. Soul live viewing hits the big screens worldwide March 12th. The three-hour concert will have the band performing songs from their entire catalog. They released a little a teaser trailer for it. Tickets go on sale February 22nd. And by the way, the guys will have new music this year. And tomorrow is J-Hope's birthday. Well, actually, today, right now, in Korea, but uh, tomorrow's his birthday. Very exciting. I think he's going to be 29 years Jay, old. 29 Jay years Hope. old. He's the cute. He's so cute. He's so happy. He's the best dancer of the group. And his signature line is when he was asked, like, what, what's like his favorite meal? He says, hamburger and Sprite. And so whenever my daughter's drinking a Sprite, I'll go, and Sprite. And it's just, we always like end up laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> Which one is this again? J-Hope. Now, in relation to you too, J-Hope is like the Larry Mullen Jr. Who's J-Hope like? <laughs> 
<laughs> He's not like any of them. Go uh, back to Young for you two. <laughs> you have to pick one. Who's the Jay Z like? The Edge? You know, I. There's no one in you two like him. Um, he is like the one that's always happy. He says, I'm your hope. You're my hope. Um, he's always smiling. He's the best dancer. He's like, the Adam Clayton. I got it. No. Steph, who who would you equate J-Hope to, like, in another group? Is he like Joey Fatone in NSYNC? Yeah, but better dancer. Okay, so Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most popular commercials during the Super Bowl was that Chevy commercial where we saw the reunion, the Sopranos reunion where we had Meadow and AJ reuniting. Well, ever since that aired, there's been some rumors and talk about, are we going to get a spinoff show featuring Meadow and AJ? Well, the Sopranos creator, creator David Chase says he has no interest in a Sopranos spinoff. And then the president of HBO said, the Sopranos is a terrific and classic show, and I don't think there's any reason to open that back up. So yeah. it was a fun little 10 seconds we got of them together, and that's all we're going to get. That's it. <laughs> I, got, I got a game for you. Okay, I'll bring in you on this step, too. This is, uh, it's a new game. Are you a Swifty or a thespian? Put your knowledge to the test by guessing who said each quote. Oh, man. Either Taylor Swift or William Shakespeare. Okay. Let me pull this up here. <laughs> Quiet Sopranos. Lower that. Who wants to go first? Mercedes, you go first. Oh, gosh. Great. Okay. <laughs> Set the tone. <laughs> Long were the nights when my days once revolved around you. That sounds like Taylor Swift. Final answer? Uh, yeah. Nice job, Mercedes. Good answer. Good answer. It's Taylor Swift from the song Dear John. Okay. Steph, cowards die many times before their deaths. I think that's William Shakespeare because Taylor Swift wouldn't talk about death like that. I like your logic. I like your logic. Okay. Mercedes, Hmm. this is the very ecstasy of love. I know that line. I've re- that's a uh, that's Shakespeare. I don't remember what it's from, but it's something I read in high school because I remember my teacher kept saying that over and over. This is the very ecstasy of love. I, I don't know what it is from though. From Hamlet. Ah, the yeah, answer. There you go. Nope. Okay, Steph. Speak low if you speak love. Speak low if you speak love. Uh, I'm going to say Taylor Swift because I don't see Shakespeare saying speak low. Final answer? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh. <gasps> Shakespeare. Shakespeare wow. from Much Ado About Nothing. Mm, never heard of it. Let's see. <laughs> You've never heard of Much Ado About Nothing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Me in English? Yeah, kind of right. pay, right. pay attention to <laughs> English. Let me see here. Um, okay. Last one, Mercedes. Okay. Right? Whether, whether be the frost... Or the violence of the dog days. Oh, man. Whether, whether be the frost or the violence of the dog days. Was dog days a phrase back in that time? Like dog days of summer? Was I'm trying to think. I'm trying to use logic here. Because the weather, weather part sounds just like Shakespeare. But then it's like dog days. <laughs> Was it 1600s? Oh, I, yeah. I'm going to say Taylor on that because I just feel like dog days is not a Shakespeare kind of quote. Shakespeare wasn't talking about the dog days of summer. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe that's where we got the phrase. Here, 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 dog days of summer. <laughs> oh.
Uh, from Evermore, Mercedes on that one. So you got that one correct. That's very, like, that's very Shakespearean, though, if you listen to it. Okay, Steph, one more, one more. Okay. My crown, my own ambition, and my queen. Oh, that's Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth. What? Yeah, it had to be during the Elizabethan area era. It's from Hamlet. Oh. <laughs> hey, but you were right. So yeah, take, right. That, take that as a win. Yeah, it's going to end there. Let's mix that 4.1. Mix 94.1, it's Mercedes in the morning, 735. Did you have a favorite toy growing up? And what was it? What was the toy that you remember just loving, playing with all the time? Uh, I I always envision Toy Story when Andy kind of outgrows his toys and how sad the toys must be. I was uh, was cleaning up some stuff, organizing things. And I think I mentioned this on the air for Christmas this year. One of my daughters saved up her money. So she could get me this present. And I brought it in today. I brought it in so I, you guys could sh- see it. My, This is one of my most prized possessions ever. It's a Barbie doll. And is that the uh, Dia de Muertos Barbie? Which no, Barbie is this it? this is the Hispanic Barbie. It, it, it's, um, it, I don't know how long it came out but ago, but I just... This thing is old. Oh, it's not, it's not, it's not a new, it's not a release. No. It's an original one. Oh, they how cool. They bought it on eBay. Uh-huh. And she is, in my opinion, just the most beautiful Barbie. It says, dark dark eyes, dark hair. She's a Barbie doll just for you. And I remember getting this Barbie because all my Barbies were blonde. And I loved my Barbies. Like, And I still love my Barbies. But when I got this one as a kid... I was just like, oh my gosh, she has dark hair just like me. Like, I was so excited about it. And I loved her beautiful red and white dress. And so I was looking at it last night because sometimes I'll like set stuff up in front of me while I do my work. So I have something pleasant to look at if I want to like leave my eyes. So I grabbed her out of the office and I put her right next to my laptop so I could just look at her. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring that to work tomorrow to show them. But that's really cool. This is like one of my most prized possessions that my daughter saved up all her money for. She, she bid on it on eBay it came and it was in perfect condition. It's like shrink wrapped and everything. And one of like this was my favorite toy growing up. My absolute favorite toy growing up. I think that's so cool. And I think more people need to be doing that. Is trying to go back and kind of just recapture that youth and, and, and get that toy back in your life because it brought you so much pleasure. Now, whether you sit there and play with it or with whatever, but just to have it in, in your presence to me it is a comforting thing. And, and that I'm kind of doing the same thing where. I started collecting old school wrestling figures, which is a toy that I used to play with. My goal was during the pandemic, it was to collect all of them. And so when my nephew gets into wrestling, I'm going to gift him all of these toys. But since then, I started going back and buying others, kind of like the same thing, other little toys and trinkets from my childhood. And he just arrived and I'm saving to open them this weekend. But I ordered on eBay after a couple cocktails on Saturday night, but I bought myself a He-Man. And he arrived, and he's sitting in a box in my house. I'm going to save to open it on Saturday night uh, with another cocktail, open up my He-Man. So I'll have He-Man back in my life. And I have a little closet area with some shelves where I just put these toys on display because I walk in there, and it's your childhood. And I think you should get more of these toys, Mercedes. It just makes, it makes you happy. Like yes. This was the one for me, the He-Man for you. What was the toy that you just remember loving more than any other toy that you owned when you were growing up? 702-364-9400. Um, do you still have it? Uh, have you looked for it on eBay? I was shocked. When I opened this, I literally started crying, like an ugly cry. And my daughter's like, why? You don't like it? I'm like, I love it. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you thought of me. Wow. It was just really heartwarming. And with the He-Mans, I remember my brother loved his He-Mans. Um, I would actually play He-Man with him because Tila. Do you remember Tila? Yeah. And 
Evil Lynn, those were the two girls on the He-Man universe. So I would be those girls and play He-Man with him all the time. So <laughs> we did the same with Barbie dolls. I would play with my sister's Barbie dolls and stuff, and there'd be crossovers. He-Man, at that point, my sister, I think I brought her Barbie dolls into to Castle Grayskull for a party once. But uh, he, she was already growing out of Barbie dolls by that point. But I would take it. I remember I had Hillbilly Jim was a larger wrestling figure, and he was about the size of Barbie. And Hillbilly Jim would hang out with Barbie at the uh, Barbie house. I See, I wouldn't bring my Barbies into the He-Man universe because they were just so much bigger than the He-Mans. It just didn't look like they were of the same <laughs> He-Man world. was into tall women. I only played with the Tila and the, the Evil Aid. What was, what was your favorite toy growing up? Or kids, junior listeners, what is your favorite toy now? The toy that you absolutely love. 702-364-9400. Amber, good morning. Hi, good morning. What was it for you? Um, so weirdly, I had a watch that I was in love with. It was called a watchable, and it was like a stuffed animal, and it was a peacock, and it flips up. And then, like, my mom lost it. And um, when I was at uh, Walmart the other day, they had this giant peacock that I fell in love with it, had to buy it, $32, and it's literally the size of a Mini Cooper. Do you? Re- I remember <laughs> the watchable commercial. Yeah. Do you remember that? I got a watchable, a watchable. Yep. Watch, you got to watch them all because there's a watch inside. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome to get one back yeah. in your life. Yeah, I feel like he's back in, but I mean, I keep threatening to buy one on eBay <laughs> and the peaches and cream Barbie because she was it for me. Oh, she was beautiful. I re- Oh my gosh. I, you just like, whoa, I got chills. What, what was the Barbie? I, the peaches and cream Barbie. She was beautiful. There's just so many beautiful Barbies. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, if I she's can... a babe. Yeah, yeah, she oh, was absolutely beautiful. beautiful. I he love man. that uh-huh. dress. He man was a fan of hers. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Amber, for your call. Let's talk to Joshua. Joshua is one of our junior listeners. How are you, Joshua? Good. Good. So, is this your toy that you love, or is this your parents' toy? This is my dad's toy. We were looking around in the attic, and he found his Atari, so we brought it um, back downstairs, and he set it up. How, now, what did you think, be honest, about the graphics on the Atari? I thought they were really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but Joshua, You're in the 80s, wrong. That, was, that was cutting edge, buddy. That was cutting edge. Yeah, Pitfall Harry, Pac-Man, so many great games on that, that old school car, Atari. Cutting edge back then. <laughs> what, what game did you play, Joshua? Oh, we played Pitfall. Pitfall. Pitfall Harry. It's a classic. I actually ordered Joshua. I just, because I, someone gave me a John Elway Nintendo game. So I ordered a Pac-Man Atari game that I've hanging up on my wall. And also arriving this week, I'll take a picture. Pitfall Harry. Oh, man. When you step on those alligators' noses, be careful, Joshua. They'll get you. They'll (laughs) really get you. Uh, Let's talk to Leah. Leah is also a junior listener, 10 years old. Leah, is this your toy or is this your parents' toy? This is my toy. Okay, what is it for you that you just love more than anything else? Um, Something that I loved was when me and my best friend, we both lived next to each other. She had, like, a really, really big dollhouse, and every day we would just come out to play with it, and she had, like, extra movable furniture, so I would just love moving everything. So it was like the the big Barbie dream house? Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, that was... She's lucky. Like, they had that when I was a kid, and... 
Only like really, really lucky girls got those. I got the townhouse, not the dream house. <laughs> <laughs> we had to make our own out of shoeboxes. <laughs> oh, thanks, Leah. Uh, lots of people are, are calling in American Girl dolls. Uh, those, yeah, those were big. Uh, this one says, my grandson is nine for the last two years. He plays with the Lego people. So we go online trying to order different characters of Lego people. He has o- over a hundred different types right now. And this one says, I had an Olympic swimmer Barbie that I absolutely loved. And when you wound her up, she would swim in the bathtub until my brother broke one of her legs off at the knee. And then she started swimming in a circle. <laughs> she had some debt that was outstanding debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't She didn't pay off the uh, G.I. Joe, so yeah. he took care of that yeah, real fast. G.I. Joe sent his hit, oh, hit man down there. Oh, man. Star Wars Millennium Falcon. Oh, that was a great one. G.I. Joe's. Uh, so many great ones. Oh, Cabbage Patch Dolls. Yes, that was a fun, those were fun, too. Uh, and just go back to the pitfall sound effects from that game. Yeah, in the words of Joshua, they're really bad. <laughs> really, really bad. It. Hot three's up next. What do we got? Okay. Well, if you love dogs, Diabetic Alert Dogs of America need your help. They need you to pet dogs this weekend. We'll tell you how and where you can do this. Also, a new study says you have a better immune system if you are this. And if you are a fan of Disney... How would you like to live in a Disney neighborhood? It's happening. We'll tell you all about it coming up next in the Hot 3. That's what I really want. Lil Nas X, it's Thursday morning here on Mix 94.1. So that means we have Incoherent coming up. Can you guess the gibberish? We'll find out in about 10 minutes. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3, it's brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less speed. If you love petting dogs, we have got such a great opportunity for you. This is so cool. The trainers at the Diabetic Alert Dogs of America, they are holding a class at downtown Summerlin's Farmer's Market this weekend. And what they're doing is they're going to be exposing the dogs that they have in training who are startled by crowds to bystanders. So their goal is to get as many people as possible to go down there to the farmer's market this weekend. Dogs, uh, children, adults, everyone come down there and pet the dogs. They're hoping by giving them exposure to people that they won't be as startled when they're around them. These dogs have been doing intense training um, to help people that suffer from diabetes if they suffer any repercussions or if they have any sort of diabetic episode. So their team is going to be there on Saturday at 10 a.m. They're really hoping for a great outcome while they're there. So if you can go, go by, stop by. It'll help families around the world who have suffered from type 1 diabetes in the families that these dogs have been paired with. I thought, what a what a great idea. I'm totally going to go and pet the dog. Oh, take pictures. <laughs> I got to see that. That's, yeah, because imagine all the dogs and all the people and everything. That's cool. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever, I remember this would happen to my dogs all the time. They'd get so mad at me. If I was anywhere where there was another dog and I pet it and I would come home and they'd smell that dog on me, they would get so mad. Like, where were you? Who were you with? Like, I cheated on them. Is it was that, so funny. Is that something all puppies do because Jax and Zoe are the exact same way and Laura got back home last night and she was at some friend's house who had a dog and they can, you can tell because they run up and they're a little extra giving her a little extra attention when it goes down and they just they just sniff and if it's on a coat or something and that coat is out 
They'll go keep sniffing that coat for like the next 24 hours. Yeah, it's crazy. They get into it, yeah. They're just Dogs like, are awesome. who were you with? They're just, they're so sensitive mm-hmm. to that. This is an awesome event. What time does it start tomorrow? It starts at, it, on Saturday. Saturday at 10 a.m. Well, cool. So good if you need you. more information, good for me. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just decided now. I mean, I hope I'm going. <laughs> um, also this morning, uh, good looking people already make more money. And they fall backwards into random hookups. Now there's one more advantage that they've got on everyone else. A new study has found attractive people have better immune systems. Researchers in Texas took pictures of 150 college students from the neck up. And these students were not allowed to smile. And the women could not wear makeup. Then they tested their blood to see how strong their immune systems were. Meanwhile, 500 other people had to rate how attractive each person was. And it turned out that the hottest ones had the strongest immune systems. Now, we learned during the pandemic that being overweight can lower your immunity. But photographing them from the neck up almost eliminated that aspect. If anyone was biased towards anyone who was overweight Um, and none of the people in the study were obese. So so why do good looking people have better immunity? They think it's because we're just biologically pre-programmed to find healthy features like clear skin and full lips attractive. So in other words, once we find certain people hot, it's because subconsciously it's telling us that they're healthy and would be a good mate. So can a healthy person, uh, sir, you need a, uh, do you have a vaccine card? No, I'm good looking. I don't need one. Yeah, I'm good looking. Yeah, that means I have a good immune system. Come I may on. enter. Please allow me to enter. But it, I mean, I think, okay, generally speaking, we I think most people would agree on what's attractive, what's not attractive. But there, it is subjective in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. So if I see someone, I'm like, they're hot, great immune system. And you see them, they're like, ugh. It, it, like then what it, it's got to just be on general features i guess right like they were saying clear skin and and full lips or something like that and the person couldn't smile so no makeup it's just a it, it, that's the thing that stressed me out there's just like you, your face right there hey judge me my hot or not i wouldn't i want to be part of that study oh, oh gosh what i would be on the not side if i was a part of it especially like when i don't smile it's like oh what's wrong <laughs> why is he so angry Yikes. he's not he's just not smiling <laughs> uh finally this morning your friend who's way too into Disney is about to lose their mind. Disney just announced plans to start building housing communities all over the country for people who want to be into Disney 24-7. So if you've ever wanted to live at Disneyland or Disney World, this is the closest you're going to get. They're calling them story living communities. And it's supposed to be like a normal town, but Disney-centric. The first one is actually being built outside Palm Springs because Walt Disney used to vacation there. It'll have a town center with shops and restaurants, a park, a lake with water sports, curated experiences for residents and entertainment, including live shows. Now, their website says each community will be managed by Disney cast members. Not clear what that means, but I mean, I'm I'm picturing Mickey Mouse with like a the mayor's badge walking down the street. Like, everybody today? Oh, it also will have a big hotel. So you'll have to deal with. Disney tourists, if you move there, they're planning two more locations in the U.S. have not said where yet. The plan is to go nationwide with it. Disney parade every night. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, the fireworks. <laughs> like, oh, not every again. Night. Oh, Come Lord. on. <laughs> Thursdays, that means we have incoherence. It's the game where we try to guess the gibberish.
And what's the score? Steph's leading this thing, is she not? No, she and I are tied, oh, well, actually. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, and <laughs> you have one. So it's two to two to one uh, right now. But who knows that we could have a three-way tie by the end of the uh, by the end of the game. So we are going to be guessing the gibberish. If you want to jump online to our Facebook page, you can check us out playing there. You can also see the cards as we're playing. And it's a really fun game. It's It sounds hilarious. And sometimes we're literally saying the phrase and we have no idea we're saying it. So we will be playing Incoherent coming up next. Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. Thursday morning, we do it. We play Incoherent. Incoherent is the game of gibberish. Now, there's a family version, which we play, and then there's also a non-family version, and that one's a lot of fun, but we will not be playing There's some great here. TikToks of the non-family one, the, some of the hilarious. stuff they're saying. Grandma's saying this dirty word over and over. She oh, has no idea. So funny. So how it works is we're keeping track every week. This, the score as it stands right now is two for me, one for JC, two for Steph. Steph won last week. And uh, what we do is we have seven cards, and whoever gets the most cards in 30 seconds will be declared that week's winner. Now, Steph... You won last week, so that means you get to go first this morning, and you get to choose who gives you your cards. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, let's have Mercedes. You will be giving me my cards. Okay. okay I'm you, all set. You Let have... me widen Mercedes so I can see everything clearly, okay? And if you want to jump on uh, line, we are on Facebook right now, so go to the Mercedes in the Morning Facebook page, and you can actually watch us Play. We've got 30 seconds on the clock, and you guys, you start now. Dyerth his full hat. Dyerth, Dyerth his full hat. Dyerth his full hat. Dyerth, Dyerth his full hat? Ah! Dyerth his full hat. I don't know, pass. Um, so warp hatch kits. So warp hatch kits. So warp hatch kits. So warp hatch Sour patch kits. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, autocorrect. Autocorrect. Yes. Okay, uh, Outoot Rain Eeyore Tracking. What? Oh, oh my God. Those were Those hard. hard. Yeah. Okay, <sighs> so this was the first one you got stuck on. Do you guys want to try that one again? The earth is flat. De the earth is flat. Yes. Oh my it was God. the I earth is flat. I get it because you say it, Steph. It's when yeah. you say it, I get them. Okay. okay, and then this one, you just didn't have enough time. I felt like you were on the verge of it. Outoot Rain Eeyore Tracking. What, JC? One more to say one more time, Steph. Outoot rain you're tracking. Something you're tracking? Uh, is it something about... Outoot rain you're tracking. The hint on here is breathing fire. Fire breathing dragon? No. Outoot rain tracking. How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, <laughs> movie. Great movie, too. Right. Two, that's solid, too, though, Steph. Yeah. yeah, you got two. Nice job, okay. Steph. Okay, so since she picked me, that means I'm next. And JC, you will be giving me my cards. All right. All right. Whew. Ready with the gibberish. <clears throat> okay. Getting my, uh, my angle you there. You got the angle you right? Got the angle okay. right. And, All right. Uh, hold on a second. Start the clock in three, two. Ruma surface. R rumors, rumor, surf, rumor service, room service. Yes. Um, ceiling nug home mess. Ceiling nug home mess. Ceiling nug, ceiling nug home mess. Um, pass. Um, 
This is Rit Tick Coolus. This this is ridiculous. Yes. Um, hey puff you. Oh, what? that was a fast thirty seconds. Oh man, that was fast. Sh hey puff you. Sh hey puff you. We're shape not, of you. Yeah. Oh, shape oh, of you. Oh, two and two. Oh, and then this nice. one, we'll give you one more shot on this okay. one. You're going to hit yourself. Ceiling nug home mess. Ceiling, ceiling nug, ceiling nug hummus. Steph, you know this one? Something hummus? Ceiling. No. <laughs> I bet you'd get this one. Ceiling nug hummus. I have no idea. <laughs> What's what the hint? hint on there? Hint, can't keep my hands to myself. Selena Gomez. Oh, <laughs> Selena Gomez. Oh, my God. Okay. I didn't keep track. How many did you get? Two. two? I also two. got two, so it's tied. So, um, <laughs> JC, you got to either get three to win uh, or we go into tiebreaker mode. Okay. So, Steph is playing the cards for me? Yep. Yes. All right. We start in three, two, one. Five heck gun roll. Five second roll. Yep. So cooled hands. So cooled hands. So cooled hands. So cooled hands, so cooled hands, so cooled pass. Curls, cowed, coies. Curls, cowed, cookies. Girls, cowed, cookies. Yes. Fur, eat, tud, aid, chipping. Fur, eat, tud, aid, chipping. One. Try one more time. Free two day chipping. Free two day shipping? Yep. Mercedes <laughs> La- and then the other one. So cooled hands. So cooled hands. Cooled hands. A uh, hint is kind of like a prom. So cooled hands? So- school dance? School, school dance. dance. Oh. What do we do? It's a three way tie. We dance again, baby. Oh, man. Really? Do you guys okay. have your cards that you didn't use? Uh, I always mix them together. I yeah. Give me one second. Okay. I have mine. So I got uh, mine. So that means we all have three left. Yep. Yeah. So let's, the best of three, whoever gets to the three, most. The most out of the three. Yeah. Okay. So, Steph, you're first. Okay, okay. And so, Mercedes, you'll give me mine? Yes. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. I'm ready. 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Start now. Um, Eric, can I tool? Um, Eric, can I, can I tool? Um, Eric, um, Eric, America. American, I'd, American, ah! Okay, America, Nide, Toll, America, Nide, Toll, Toll, America, Puffalo, high old winks. Puffle, puffle, low, high old winks. What was that first one? You were saying it. American Idol. (laughs) What is that? Singing show. American Idol. You were saying it. You were saying it. It's like right there. You're like, American Idol? (laughs) Yes. I was thinking like Bald Eagle. Okay, and then this one was uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is hard. Oh, this one was hard. Okay, this round. so zero for Steph. All right, my turn. JC. Yep. Got my cards. Yeah, got your cards. Okay, ready. We start in three, two, one. Post Malone. Post Malone. Yes. Wow. Um, David Beg him. David Beckham. Yes. Um, Glee Hope Pat Raw. Glee Hope. Patra, 
Cleopatra? Yes, a three. Oh my gosh, Good I got job, three. I don't know what the and I'll give him the three. Okay, so if you get three, then we go to another round. We should have looked at what the timer was when I finished. Like, oh, who got the best? Yeah, yeah. that's okay. That's Darn okay. It. No big deal. It's trial and error. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I won't step. get three. You might. I mean, it's all the luck of the draw. All right, ready? Three, okay. two, one. Pell Leap Peloton. Nope. Pell Leap Hutton Lind. Pell Leap Hutton Lind. Pell Leap. Pell Leap. Hotan Lind. Pelip Hotan Lind. Pelip Hotan Lind. I'm saying the name. Pelip. Philippe. Pelip Hotan Lind. Pelip Hotan Lind. <laughs> we got our winner. This one was Belly Button Lint. You were saying it. I was like, I knew right away. Good job. I thought I had Peloton. Like, Peloton? No. And I was like, no. Oh, my gosh. All right. That, man, that was a hard earned win. You guys were, uh, that was tough. I don't even know if I deserve that one, quite frankly, but I'll take it. You deserve it. You got it. That That was a fun one. uh, The score is now three to one to two. Uh, I am in the lead. That, that's so fun. I, except I get stressed out when we uh, have ties. And we have ties a lot, I've noticed. Yeah, maybe we'll switch up the tiebreaker somehow. Oh, but yeah. it, it's still fun regardless if there's a tiebreaker or not. That was fun. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. I get so stressed out playing that. Why? It's fun. I imagine oh. a couple of cocktails and stuff, too. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We'd probably be spot on. So try, <laughs> try it Tuesday. We should play it drunk. <laughs> we're going to try playing incoherent when we're incoherent and see how it turns out. <laughs> Coming up, we have your tickets to go see Billy Ho Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe tickets coming up right around 8.30. Your Billy Joel tickets, we got them in just about five minutes. We're doing heads up and when you play and win, you'll get tickets to go see Billy Joel. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. And I was kind of out and about yesterday doing errands. I went to the gym, picking up food for dinner and stuff. And I ran into a couple people. First off, Mercedes, I ran into Fabulous Freddy from Freddy's Fabulous Freddy's Car Wash. Haven't seen him in years. Saw him yesterday. He sends his love to you and the family. I, I send back, I hope he has a fabulous day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, because they always say that they when do. you go there, and I love it. They do. So I saw Freddie and his wife when I was getting dinner. But prior to that, I was at the gym and ran into a buddy of mine who you know, but I'm going to leave his name off the radio um, to protect his privacy. And just getting caught up with him. And he's been dating and been seeing a girl kind of on the regular now. And she, she's a single mom. And he was telling me that he really, really enjoyed dating Single moms versus dating a married mom, I guess, is a good thing. Yeah. Is, I, I prefer the married moms. <laughs> and he was telling me the reason why he's really into this relationship because he's, he's what he told me was he says with this with the single mom, there's no games. There's zero drama because she's so focused on her kids. She's also focused on dating and herself and everything. But he's like, the, the one thing he notices is that there is zero drama. With this, with this woman, because she's got kids, and I guess she's focused on them and deals with drama with the kids, and she's the one to bring that drama into her dating life. He said it was a breath of fresh air. Zero game, zero drama when dating a single mom. I I could see that. I could definitely see that. Their, their focus is on their kids. They 
they don't have time for just like ridiculousness. There's there, this is no circus here. Like let's just get to <laughs> it. Let's just get right to it. What are we doing here? I you think know? you're attractive. I'm attractive. We both want the same thing. Let's try dating for a little bit and see how it works. Is there a certain type of person that you only date, or what's the best type of person to date? Or is there a profession that you've dated that you've realized is the worst? profession to date because he's dated a couple other single moms and outside of you know no chemistry and stuff not working it's been a breath of fresh air for him i you know there's only one type of person well no there's probably several types of person people i would not date but one that just really stood out to me when you were saying that and you don't have to have them but you have to like them in my book and that's dogs i i don't think i could date anyone that didn't like dogs now you don't have to have them, but just at least like them. Um, I love dogs. Um, I love most animals, but I really love dogs. And we don't have any right now. We've had them before. They're amazing. I just, you got to love dogs. That would be my my list on my list of things you need to be. You need to be a dog lover. So you, you're dating. His, let's say his name is Steve. And you're on a date. Great chemistry. And you mentioned you had two pugs before with your past marriage. And Steve goes, ugh. Dogs, man. Hate dogs. Hate dogs. Steve's out. I'd be like, bye, Steve. Bye. (laughs) Sorry, this is not going to work out. Um, And being allergic to them and still liking them is completely acceptable. But that's just not my personality. And they probably would be annoyed with me, too, because I'd always be like, a dog. Look at that dog. Whenever I see a dog, I'm like, can I pet that dog? So I love dogs. What about for for you? What what is the best kind of person to date? Like kind of your your must have list. They must at least like this. Do this. Be this. 702-364-9400. Single moms. Great. No nonsense. Gets to the point. Doesn't play games. M- loves dogs. That's my thing. What is it for you? Mm, let me see here. So I'm starting to kind of go the opposite of what would turn me off from someone and would not want to date is if we're out to dinner and they're rude to people in the service industry. It just rubs me the wrong way. It even could be like a friend or something or a group of people. And there's one person in that group is kind of standoffish in the way they act to people to the, to the service servers at a restaurant. That just that bothers me. That gets me. So if, Pick up this girl, great chemistry, there's an attraction there, maybe a little foreplay before dinner, we get to the restaurant, and she's like, can I get my water? Ugh. I'm like, uh, can I get an Uber ride home? I'm out of here. That recently happened where we were with a group of people, and someone was just like so rude to the servers, and I was so embarrassed. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is terrifying and it's like you try to overcompensate for that person <laughs> like being extra nice yes. like i'm so sorry I, that is the worst i totally agree with you uh, on that one <laughs> you try to catch him like he's going to the bathroom oh, i'm so sorry man. i don't know him he's part of the group we all love you we'll take care of you with our tip like, like there was there was a situation where the server brought something that some that someone at the table asked for they're like i need some of this and the server was like right away and they go and they grab it and they put it down and the person doesn't even acknowledge that they brought it so I go, thank you so much. <laughs> like, it wasn't even for me. I'm like, thank you. Because I felt so bad. It do was they, just awful. Do they phrase it that way, too? Like, I need yeah. ketchup for my I, fries. I, I need some of this. And they're like, yes, right away. I'll go grab it. And then they come back and they put it down. And, th- like, the person didn't even acknowledge that they did it. They just kept talking to someone. Uh. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciated that. Uh, let's talk to Mike. Mike, you must have, uh, when it comes to dating, 
Okay, as far as dating, I like relaxed dates. And I prefer uh, a female companion. Likes jazz. I like to go to shows like Kenny G, Anita Baker, Day. So she must like jazz and soft music. That makes a romantic evening much better. I like that for a movie. Must like jazz. That that should be a movie title. And it's like you go on your quest to find the the perfect woman who loves a little jazz. And and that's like some good music there. I don't think I I would be good enough because I would pretend that I was really into jazz, but you would like catch me right away. Like that I No, I think you would enjoy it. Like like blues too. Like I think you would you're not going to sit there and know like the, all the singers and uh the tune and stuff. But I I could see you there. Like kind of just chilling, relaxing. I know, but if if someone asked me like, "Who's your favorite jazz musician?" I'd be like, "DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> He's my favorite." I don't know, but I like how it sounds. I don't know the artist, but I like how it sounds. You can fake it. Oh no! Trust me, I did. Jazzy, yeah. Oh, that's right. We can't forget that. That's right. I uh, hosted jazz progressions at UNLV back in 1996, and I know nothing about jazz. Fake yeah, it till you make it. Yeah, until the program director comes in and says, "Uh, why are you playing this song?" Yeah. I'm like, isn't it jazz? He goes, "No." Oh, I'm like oh. I thought what I is it? it? <laughs> the Beatles is—they're not jazz. He said, "We're progressive jazz." I'm like, and that means what? <laughs> They're like progressive auto insurance or what? <laughs> right now we're looking for caller 20 at 702-364-9400. If you're caller 20, you're playing heads up for a great prize. We have a pair of tickets to go see Billy Joel. You're going to see him at February uh, at Allegiant Stadium on February 26th. If you want to go, all you got to do is be caller 20. You pick your category. You pick your partner. And if you get six answers in 60 seconds, you are going to win. Caller 20 plays 702. 702- 364-9400. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix Nutty 4.1. Jessica, you're caller 20. Are you ready to play Heads Up? I am. Nice. We are so excited for you. We want to get you these Billy Joel tickets. Pick a category. Do you want to go with Will You Be Mine or Superhero? Let's go with Will You Be Mine. Will You Be Mine it is. Okay. So Valentine's Day was on Monday. These are things that are associated with Valentine's Day. Okay? Okay. Who do you want to pick as your partner? Mercedes, let's go with you. Okay. All right. Here we go, Jessica. You got 60 seconds on the clock. Get six correct. And you're going to go see Billy Joel. And you start now. This beats in your chest. Heart. Yes. This is a type of flower you give on Valentine's Day. Rose. Yes. This is my, you might go out for this at night. Dinner? Yes. This is what you would say to uh, someone. Uh, I love you. Yes. This is what you might give them. Uh, it's sweet. Uh, it, candy? It, it, yes. Chocolate? Yes. Candy. Uh, you might write your love in one of these. A card? Yes. yes. Wow. That was, that's so got to be a record. That was so fast. Oh, my gosh, Jessica. Nice job. Thank you. I love love. I love love, too. <laughs> we love love. Congratulations, Jessica. You just got yourself tickets to go see Billy Joel, Allegiant Stadium. This is going to be a huge concert. Saturday, February 26th. Now, we've got one more pair of tickets for you to go see Billy Joel. We'll have them tomorrow morning with the early edition of Heads Up right around 625. It's Mix 94.1. 
Mix 94.1, it's Mercedes in the morning, and we are looking for our February Teacher of the Month. You only have a couple days left to get those nominations in, so if you know a teacher who is amazing and deserves some recognition, go to our website, mix941.fm, and get your nomination in. Tell us in 150 words or less why they deserve to be recognized, and we're going to do a random drawing to select that lucky teacher for some really cool prizes. Yeah, $100 Visa gift card courtesy of Finley Chevrolet. And then you also get an additional $100 Visa gift card courtesy of Silver State Schools Credit Union if you want to have a little class party or you can just keep both cards, gift cards for yourself. You also get the personalized Mercedes in the morning plaque. So nominate your teacher today. Go to Mix941.fm. It's under the contest tab. As Mercedes said, you know, these entries, they close tomorrow. So do it today. And a big thank you to Finley Chevy and Silver State Schools Credit Union for making Teacher of the Month possible. I would nominate, if they were eligible, the driver's ed teacher I saw yesterday. They're teachers? No, they're, I said if they were eligible. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're actually teachers in the school districts, but... Um, I would personally do it after what I witnessed. I saw one of those cars in front of me. Uh, it was actually like two cars in front of me. And I just noticed it because it had the thing on the roof that said like driver's ed student, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. This name of the driver's ed school. And so whenever I see that, I always got kind of keep an eye on that car. Not because I don't trust them, but I don't want to do anything that frightens them. You know, so that throws them off if they're getting their driver's ed lesson. So yesterday I'm, I'm driving down. Oh, it was like it was Far Hills. I don't remember the cross street but i saw them and then as luck would have it the car in front of me kind of switched lanes and then i was right behind them i'm like oh no (laughs) i get nervous driving around them so they apparently got nervous driving too because we were we were both getting ready to make a left-hand turn or no wait we were yeah it was a left-hand turn and we we did that easily and then the driver's ed person in front of me was turning right and i saw them turn make that quick right and they hit the curb like bad it was like all the way up on the curb all the way down and it wasn't like one of those curves that kind of goes up diagonal it was like the straight up and down one (laughs) it just hit it it went up and over and i'm like oh that poor kid i hope i didn't make him nervous because i was right behind him but i just felt so bad but is that as a driver's ed teacher how common is that i wonder where you have your students hitting things and have you did you hit something when you were learning how to drive what what did you hit 702-364-9400 i know at least it wasn't the driver's test that's what the whole reason you're taking driver's ed to learn how to drive correctly you can't work but out the kinks. i just felt so so bad for that kid i don't want to say any names but didn't you talk about a family member that happened that happened to as well in your development me yes no <laughs> you talked about it on the show my daughter? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had a curb. But and actually, I was the one teaching her to drive, too. Darn it. Can't believe it. <laughs> they come in threes. Who's next? Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess like mother like daughter. I, I hit the curves all the, all the time. And then, yeah, we were turning into our neighborhood. It's a tight squeeze, though, to her credit. It's a real tight squeeze. So I felt kind of bad. It was tough. She's gotten much better. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, just remember, <laughs> I remember you talking about that. It's like, because you said it's a common thing, yeah. I think, for beginning drivers. You know, you're trying to, you know, judge the distance in the space. I still have it with my car when I'm coming to park. I stop too late and you hear the 
the scrape and like the the front bumper going oh, over the curb. Like, it's oh. awful. And then you put it in reverse, and it's that just grating the bottom of your car. Like, oh no. So now I park even like farther away from the curb because they're dangerous. Those curbs are dangerous. But have you ever hit something uh, when you were learning to drive? Did you hit other than a curb? Did you hit anything? I no, I did not. I did not. Um, I remember my sister when she was learning to drive. She was just bad, like. Going through stop signs, just oh, she didn't hit anything. It was just scary. And my brother and I were in the back seat, just like harassing her and making fun of her. It's like my dad was in the passenger seat. My sister was driving. Like looking back, I'm like, I can't believe they had us in the car because my brother and I were just ruthless. Like she went through a stop sign. I'm like you went through a stop sign, you idiot. What? Like, I was just a mean younger brother at the time. And it was just <laughs> I don't know. It was just awful experience. What What did you hit when you were learning to drive? Seven zero two three six four ninety four hundred. Kara says my daughter drove over a tree. All right. Oh my gosh, what happened? You have to get, you got to give us the details. Um, Shadow says hitting a curb is a rite of passage. It really is. It's a a rite of passage and a ride of passage too. Uh, Sherry, good morning. What what did you hit when you were learning how to drive? Sherry? Uh Hey, Hey, what was it for you? So I lived in Brooklyn originally, New York. And the streets, some of them are very, very narrow. So my first husband was asked, was teaching me to drive. And I'm going down a four-lane street, but it's both sides are parked cars and then just a single lane in the middle for cars. And there was a bus coming towards me. I got nervous, sped up to get past the bus before it came next to me made a right turn and never stopped turning and plowed into a parked car in front of a funeral home into the driver's side. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So then what? What happens after you do that? You just kind of like, well, that didn't work out as planned. Exactly. I never learned to drive again for 10 more years. I don't blame you. I really don't. That is traumatizing. Sherry, thank you for that. Brooke, what happened to you? I had my learner's permit not even two weeks, and my mom was teaching me for my counted learning hours. We were leaving the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, and we needed to make a left turn to go back home, but the median was extended further than our uh, driveway exit. So uh, she told me to just make the left turn anyway. Little did we know there was a cop around the corner, and I got pulled over at two weeks of having my learner's permit. Oh, no, because you did what your mom said to do. Exactly. And the copy, and ironically, my mom's car was stolen earlier that morning, so they already knew our name, and it was just a crazy day. And he even said, ma'am, what are you doing teaching your daughter to break the law <sighs> while driving? Blame it on mom. I would, too, if the cop walks up. You know what you did? My mom told me to do it. Give her the ticket. She told me to do it. I was following her rules. Oh, Brooke, I'm so sorry. That is the worst. Oh, my gosh. Really quick, Victoria, I got to hear this. What happened to you? So I was taking my test in Las Vegas. I've already passed in the U.K., and there was... I was pulling to the parking lot, and a DMV employee was on her phone crossing the way, and I hit her. <laughs> oh, my. You hit the DMV employee? Yes, I did. And I failed. I got I got a big tick and had to wait 30 days. 
um, to do my retest. But she was okay. Like, it was, like, five miles an hour. Like, I wasn't really, like, going fast. But I did, like, hit her, and she kind of, like, fell in the hood of my car. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so did you even get an opportunity to take the test? Or were they just like, no, it's a fail no matter what? It- then they said I had a heavy foot and I had to wait 30 days to retest. So technically, I've been driving since 17 in the UK, but I didn't pass my test. I was 32 in America. Oh, wow. Yeah, when you hit the uh, the person giving you the driver's license test, that's, you're not off to a good start. <laughs> I think they're going to kind of ha- be a little biased against you. I see everybody in the hood of the car. Stop. <laughs> Stop the car now. Of all the people, too. Yeah. It had to be the DMV employee. Mm. Like, go figure. The Hot Three's up next. What do you have? Okay, we are going to talk about online dating scams. They are on the rise. What to look out for. Also, the great shoe debate. What do you feel? What's your opinion when it comes to shoes in the house? People are really split on that one. And a woman uses her pandemic relief loan to pay for this. You won't believe it. It's coming up next in the Hot 3. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3, it's brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. Okay, so uh, romance scams are on the ride. rise with fake suitors. Latest goal to get you to invest in cryptocurrency. I mean, anything, some stranger tells me that I need to invest in cryptocurrency. I'm just not going to do it, even if it is legit. The FBI issued an alert last week about victims of romance fraud losing one billion dollars in 2021 romance scams reported to the federal trade commission rose 80 percent in 2021 with victims losing 547 million dollars scammers may attempt to connect with victims on dating apps and they may send unsolicited private messages on facebook instagram and other social media sites eventually though the scammers who typically live in another part of the country or world will seek money to help with an emergency for uh, or for travel they'll also try to get important data from victims too including birth dates and bank account numbers but when scammers asked for money from victims they were most likely to ask for gift cards red flag hello <laughs> hey baby before we go out to dinner tonight could you send me a target gift card and i also need your social security number to make the reservation for of dinner. course absolutely what else do you need uh here's my here's my mother's maiden name thank and, you yeah where'd you go, you go to high school oh uh, yeah here you go and this is the year i graduated and here's how many <laughs> brothers and sisters i have and here's what their names are like oh my god and your mother's middle name oh it <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Some of those questions, by the way, man, they get, they get me. There's one I had, like, your favorite band. I put down U2, and it's like, no. I'm like, okay, what mood was I in, and what band did I put down? So I'm like, Stones, no. I'm like, what band was my favorite band at the time that I signed up for my Barnes & Noble's account? My gosh, I can't figure this stuff out. Oh, you were that was your uh, jazz progression days. Maybe, at yes. Barnes & Noble. <laughs> if you suspect an online relationship is a scam, experts say just stop contact, all contact immediately, and if you've already sent money, you report any fund transfers to your financial institution. Also this morning, there's been a long-held debate amongst people when it comes to shoes. When you go to someone's house, do you take them off or do you leave them on? Do you do what you want or what the host asks you to do? Well, a new survey set out to settle that debate. 
they found that the majority of Americans will do whatever the host asks them, although it's not an overwhelming majority. In fact, 55% of people say they will abide by a host request when it comes to wearing shoes indoors. 23% of Americans prefer to leave their shoes on, and 22% say they would rather take their shoes off. Now, when it comes to guests visiting their home, it seems like most people aren't necessarily particular. 59% of those polled say they're okay with whatever their guests feel comfortable with. And 24% admit they'd prefer for their guests to take their shoes off in their home. And 17% say they'd rather their guests keep their shoes on. I follow the lead. If I'm going to someone's house and they want the shoes off, I'll, t- I'll take them off. I respect the, the rules of the person whose home that we're going to. As far as our house, once we have the carpets cleaned, it's always shoes off, booties, but then stuff starts to slide after a couple of weeks, and then the carpets start to get dirty again. And then one of us, either Laura or I, will say, we need to get zero res out here again. And once one of us makes that statement, I'm shoes on all the time. Like, yeah. oh, we made a statement. They're coming out in the next couple of weeks. <sighs> Might as well mess them up. That's funny. Like, zero res just came out to our house a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was getting dressed over the weekend, and I put on a pair of... I, I wasn't thinking, because we don't wear shoes on the carpet, but I was getting dressed in my closet, and I put on my socks, and then just out of habit, I just grabbed my shoes and put them on. So I'm walking out of my closet, and then I realize, I'm like, ah, I put my shoes on too early. I didn't put them on downstairs. So I'm tiptoeing over on the carpet. <laughs> my husband walks in at that exact same time, and he's like, shoes on the carpet! And he's all, I'm like, I forgot! I'm so sorry! It's so funny. Like, that's our rule. You can... If, if people come over... I'm fine. Downstairs, we don't have any carpet. All the carpet is upstairs. So uh, downstairs, walk around with your shoes on. But if someone wants to go upstairs or see something up, want, upstairs, they're like, oh, can we see, you know, the kids room or whatever? I'm like, yeah, but you got to take your shoes off. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so then they take them off. <laughs> the minimal, I think people do that too, the minimal s- stepping. So that's like my first step. Like shoes are on, tiptoe or try to leap. So I'm only leaving two footprints instead of four yeah. or five. But then when you do that leap and you're landing, you're kind of put even more dirt into the carpet. So. It's like you push it in. Yeah, even go. harder. Finally, this morning, the Paycheck Protection Program is intended to help businesses meet their payroll during the pandemic. But scores of people have faced charges that they use the federal loan money on extravagant things like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, jewelry, lavish vacations. And now the authorities in Miami say a woman there went to another extreme. Uh, She used part of a $15,000 Paycheck Protection Program loan to pay a hitman. Now, the woman is 33-year-old Jasmine Martinez. She received the loan on April 20th of last year, two weeks before a man wearing a black hooded sweatshirt shot Lashante Jones to death as she walked to her apartment building with her three-year-old daughter. Now, she made withdrawals from her bank account totaling more than $10,000 in the days before the shooting, the police said. They arrested her. They arrested Romil Robinson, a man that she was in a romantic relationship with on charges of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder in the killing of, of um, Lashante Jones. Jones, who was a TSA employee at the Miami International Airport. I'm just hearing more and more of these stories where people used their their payday loans on just ridiculous things. But this was the absolute worst one I've heard. I can't believe like I, I hope she gets a maximum amount of time. That's terrible. Well, yeah, she hired a hitman. How does someone, how do you go about doing that too? It's I don't, it's just so... like who do you even ask? If you had to hire a hitman, would you even know who to ask? Okay, you have to hire a hitman, Mercedes. Who's the first person you start your trail of asking around? Where do you go to first? Gosh, I don't know you. 
Me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Steph, uh, you need to hire a hitman. Who's the, who do you? Where do you start? Uh, you. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both go to you, JC. Who's the hitman? Okay, who would I go to? You both came to me. I would go to. Huh. I th- I th- I thought you would say this right away. I don't want to say. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, he might Cause, know Because I, I would go to you because I think you would go to them. I would go to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my... I don't know anybody. <laughs> so Mercedes want me to go to my hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> See, he knows everyone. Hey, Larry, uh, you're always great with recommendations. You know any good hitmen? <laughs> <laughs> I... Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, because he cuts hair. He meets a lot of people. That's why. It's of a, everyone. Yeah, yeah, he knows a lot of a people. A variety of people. He has a variety of people. You've got a guy for everything. You've got a guy for everything. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm trying to think about, I don't know, like, anyone that would even be... That makes me sad that I don't know anyone that knows a hitman. What is wrong with me? But he would be a good start because he, he's good, he would keep secrets. You know, so you're going to hire someone. He just wanted me to hit man. Yeah, but I would have to go through you to yeah. get to him. That yeah. So if I wanted to put a hit on you, that would be a problem. Any <laughs> <laughs> big issue. That's Charlie Puth. The song is Light Switch. That is a great song. It's Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. Sometimes when you are with someone long enough, you kind of morph into them. Uh, have you noticed that the longer that you and Laura are together, you become like the same person? Uh, I think, like, yeah. I mean, I see like our thought process going down the same road, being into the same things, going like to like to go to bed early, kind of the same habits. I see that happening. Yeah, I think it's happening now with Steph. Steph, uh, I heard that. Before you met James, there was something you really did not like, and now you like it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. What is he? What are you talking about? Did you did you not like sushi before you met James, and then all of a sudden you guys are together, and now you like sushi? This is actually <laughs> the only reason why I like sushi is because he introduced it to me. He worked at a sushi restaurant, and he managed it for like three years, and he would say... Bring me, bring me home food. He would only do like teriyaki chicken, the safe stuff, until he goes, you have to try uh, ramen, I mean not ramen, raw sushi. And it was salmon nigiri specifically. He had a whole tray full of it. And when you see it, it does not look cute. It's just like rice and fish. Okay. But when he, and he's like, just try it. It's like, dis- dip it in some soy sauce, mix it with some wasabi in it. So I'm like, okay, so I'll try it. I try it. The first bite. I was hooked. Mm. And I would never, ever have tried raw sushi if James wasn't just like, come on, just try it. So thanks, babe. So now are you guys, are you morphing into him? And is he morphing into you because of that? (laughs) Well, more of now he thinks about our dates. Like, okay, she loves sushi. Maybe I'll take her out to sushi. But even for Valentine's Day, he was calling sushi restaurants to try and do, I guess they do this thing where they do heart-shaped salmons. Um, and I, he couldn't find any here in Vegas. Maybe they do somewhere, but he tried. He called a couple places and he couldn't find it. But he's now basing my love of salmon nigiri because of <laughs> like all that stuff. So I'm like, oh 
my God. Now I love salmon nigiri. Everywhere we go, like, can we get salmon nigiri? Can we get salmon nigiri? Why, why is it so good? I don't think I've ever had that before. Oh, you, um, I'm sure you had. Just just the salmon, just the salmon and salmon rice. I've rice, seen yeah. that before, uh-huh. but I, it always looked like it would be so bland to me. So I, w- I always pick the better things instead G- of that. GC, <laughs> you get sushi every, every Friday. Friday night. Yeah, I love guys? me some sushi. Yes, yeah, we get it. Yeah, we get everything. We, we mix it all up. You get the rice there, no rice, all kinds of stuff. Sometimes they bring out surprise stuff and what it is. Yeah, we go all in. And, and I've started going less sauce, too, like less soy sauce. Mm. Kind of go dry flavor of the sushi. Uh, that salmon, I do dip a little tiny bit into soy sauce, but I do let just some of the, the flavor of the, the, the sushi, like the Toro, the fattier sushi. I just let that flavor just soak on my tongue. I haven't tried the other sushis yet. It's only salmon nigiri is I'm loyal to. So what is it about other maybe other raw sushis, JC, that you would... That you like? Why would you, you've only that you see, every time you guys do sushi a lot? You've never mentioned uh, you've never had tuna or anything else. I've had tuna. I'm not. I mean, it's good, but salmon is more my number one. That's try my the toro. It's like a fattier tuna. Okay, it's full of flavors. So try that next time. Okay, I'll try that one. Mm. I like the yellowtail. Yellowtail's good too. With like a little piece of jalapeno on top of it. Like that's my favorite. That's all. And my husband will not eat sushi. We've been together a long time, and so I never get it. I never get it unless. I go out with like a girlfriend who likes it. Like that's the only time. So if my girlfriend's like, "Hey, you want to go somewhere?" I'm like, "Let's go get sushi," and they're like, "Well, okay," because that's the only time we can ever eat it. He refuses. He I have refuses. a plan. I have a plan, Mercedes. What? Every Friday, we should start sneaking up on JC and Laura at their sushi. Oh, Come on by. What are you doing Come here? on by. Wow, what a surprise! Shots. I forgot you go here. Seven for everyone. And there's an ice cream place right next door, so James and Matt can go get ice cream while we go get sushi. <laughs> We're eating sushi. It's a Friday night. Uh, here's Olivia Rodrigo. It's Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending Woo! on Mix 94.1? All right. Well, this morning, Britney Spears is trending. She has been invited to share her conservatorship story and journey to justice with Congress. She took to Instagram to share this letter that she got inviting her and her lawyer to the White House. And it said, we want to personally invite you and your counsel to meet with us in Congress at a mutually convenient time to describe in your own words how you achieve justice. There's no doubt that your story will empower countless others outside the millions that you already inspired by your art. Please know that you have absolutely no obligation to do anything more but fight for yourself. But if you are willing, we would appreciate learning more about the emotional and financial turmoil you face with the conservatorship system. So she shared that and she was really, really grateful that she was acknowledged. She says, I'm grateful my story was acknowledged because of the letter I felt like I mattered for the first time in my life. So that was, I'm just happy that things are finally going in her direction, you know? Yeah, she's got some of her freedoms back and and also too, she's getting the recognition of, of I know, she, she's kind of put a spotlight on all this stuff over the past year for, 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 for some of us who are not familiar with how the whole conservatorship worked and the issues she faced, so good for her. Yeah, it's not clear on whether she's going to take this opportunity or not, but uh, some some good news there. She's feeling good. Also trending this morning is Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. The couple has called off their engagement after less than two years together. Sources say that they just weren't spending much time together anymore because Aaron put football first and Shailene 
just felt neglected. The two met in 2020 during the pandemic. They kept the engagement secret for a while. The rumors of their split started when he won the NFL MVP award and he did not mention her at all in his speech. So that's when people started talking. And I, obviously there was some truth to those rumors. That's a tough spot. I want to thank the coach, the water boy, the trainer. I don't miss anyone. Yeah. Uh, the mailman. Um, I think that's it. I, I just to, in his defense and, you know, it's, sometimes you might just get so turned around like, wait, what's happening? And you forget things. So, oh what, yeah, what no, can you I, do? I said that earlier too, and that, yeah. that's happened before. Plenty of celebrities, but they always see them come back the next day. Like, I can't believe I forgot to thank my fiance. Exactly. We didn't hear anything from Aaron Rodgers. Not a single thing. Yep. <laughs> and then finally this morning, Hostess Boost is trending. So donuts are definitely a go-to breakfast for a lot of people. But how about getting a boost from your donut? Hostess has expanded its signature donut lineup with the introduction of new caffeinated Hostess Boost Jumbo Donuts. The, there's two flavors, chocolate mocha and caramel macchiato. And these donuts, they're three times the size of the original Hostess Donuts, the mini donuts, and they're caffeinated now. They have they have coffee bean extract and they're lightly glazed. Each donut has 50 to 7 milligrams of caffeine, which is slightly less than a single cup of coffee. The Hostess Boost Jumbo Donuts are rolling out this month at at convenience stores nationwide, and that is what's trending. You got Ava Max there. It's Mix 94.1. This is Mercedes in the morning. And that is it for us on a Friday. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure you check us out tomorrow morning. If all goes as planned, we will be speaking with Adasa, who, if you don't know who that is, she plays Dolores in Encanto. We're so excited to talk to her. She will be on tomorrow morning, hopefully, fingers crossed. Also, tomorrow we will have more tickets for you to see Kevin Hart, more tickets for you to see Billy Joel. That will be happening with Heads Up. And then, of course, since it's Friday, we're spinning the Oh Wow Wheel, and we'll have the Friday Morning Rewind in the 9 o'clock hour. So be here for that. Right now, though, it is time for the line of the day. This morning, we played Incoherent, where you have to guess the gibberish, and Steph was having a hard time with the with the word American Idol. Um, Eric, can I tool? Um, Eric, can I, can I tool? Um, Eric, um, Eric, America, American Idol, American Idol, tool, American Idol, was a tough one. Oh, man. You just were literally saying it. Can you hear it now? Yeah. And you're like, oh. I'm smacking my head. I hear the whole entire thing. I've got listeners messaging me saying they were screaming at the radio. <laughs> American Idol. Oh. Well, I like the way you say it, Steph. And I think Ryan Seacrest should borrow it. And this is American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Ryan. It works. It works. That'll do it for show number 1570 of Mercedes in the Morning. Mercedes in the morning. Did you miss the show? You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Catch up now. Download the podcast of today's show and get updates now online at Mix941.fm. Mercedes in the morning returns tomorrow morning.